Seven days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. We're on Facebook Watch. You're on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. If you're a parent who wants to get your child vaccinated, we'll tell you how to do that. We'll also preview Cougar football. Playoff football starts on the rare Thursday night. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Nose. Settling into my left. Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Well, I'm a little bit chilly. It is cold. It was. I haven't been cold this week until this morning, and then I was cold getting a Leia loaded up, and I thought this is just. Uh, yeah, this is got, this is not good. Chilly. There was an extra uh, chill in the air today. You're a big fan of uh, of life hacks. You like to take oh, yeah. uh, household items and repurpose them for yeah. other purposes. Here is a. Most every home has a can of WD forty. In it, you know, this is used for uh, lubricant or to loosen a screw if you need to undo it. In yeah. addition to its traditional uses, it can be used for some surprising things. You can use it to get gum out of a kid's hair. Oh, dear. You can spray it on dead uh, fish bait. It works to attract more fish. I don't know why fish like the taste of WD-40. It keeps mirrors and windows from fogging up, whether it's in the car or the bathroom. And perhaps most importantly at all, I'm sure this is something you will use. You can use WD-40 to get crayon off of turtle shell. You know, all the times in your life that oh, you've yeah. accidentally mm-hmm. gotten crayon on turtle shell? Yeah. You can use WD-40 to uh, remove it. He is a five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee. Covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Owensboro. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. I was going to say, are you ready for your return trip to Owensboro? But actually, this will be your first trip to Rash Stadium this season. I was there virtually. Yeah, I mean, you you were there the same way I was there. Uh-huh. You and I have been to Rash Stadium the same well, number it, of times this season. Except you, you had a better picture than I did. <laughs> well, that, that may be. So the regular season matchup, Sam was uh, working uh, remotely. And but uh, now everybody uh, loads up and goes back to uh, Owensboro tonight. That, that's we'll, why they. That's why they didn't play as well. We'll talk. I wasn't there. That's exactly what it is. We'll talk a little bit more about that before we uh, get you all 
uh, informed this morning. I am reminding you, Sam, and I'm reminding everyone, Daylight Saving Time ends at 2 a.m. on this coming Sunday morning, so we're all going to set our clocks back to standard time. And most of your smart devices, your phones, your computers, your tablets, your televisions, your fire sticks, your they will all set automatically. But, Sam, your microwave, mm-hmm. didn't you tell me you've got a microwave really close to the table where you oh, where yeah. you mm-hmm. dine in your apartment mm-hmm. where you just really have to open the door and tilt it and your hot pocket falls out on the table? <laughs> I just, just reach back. It's it's right behind me. Okay. So, yeah, it, no, it's, I got it down to a science. Is it so fancy that it has a clock? Does your microwave have a clock? <laughs> of course I do. Okay, well, you'll need to set it. You will set it? Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. And they have to be the same as the oven that's on the other side. Yeah, see, you strike me as the type of person that yeah, I am. Kinda, there has kind of OCD. Yeah. There has mm-hmm. to be synchronization between those mm-hmm. things. It can't be. Well, I have a clock in my bathroom that's battery powered. And I hate because I just had to change the batteries a couple weeks ago. I was thinking, could you not have just waited yeah. a couple more oh, weeks? It chirped. <laughs> yeah, I got it. And to where I don't have to now take it all apart and go, you know, hit the hour to go all the way around. Right. And... Do you go as far as maybe like asking a neighbor or someone from City Hall? to come by and press the set buttons on your devices, on your stove See, and on your microwave at the same so time. it's not very far so I can reach. I've got You're, long arms. You have the wingspan capable of being able to do both. That's blessed of being tall and having a big wingspan, as you can set yeah. your, Anthony your, Davis your microwave. Davis wingspan was... <laughs> As wide as mine. <laughs> your, how many basketballs can you hold in your wingspan? Like Eighteen. That? Eighteen. Very yes. good. That's uh, I, I'm uh, of those I'm, Nerf basketballs. I'm, I'm quite Im- impressed. Uh, several days of sunshine ahead for us. I know it was cold to start, but some of that, uh, some of the clear conditions and the sunny skies we're having today, are what allowed the temperature to drop to. Uh, that chilly level, but the warm-up is going to include temperatures increasing into the 60s over the weekend and to near 70 by Tuesday. So while we've had a little bit of a cooler week this week, we'll get warmer through the weekend and then 68 on Monday, 70 on Tuesday, 67. Even the temperature is going to be nice on Veterans Day for next Thursday, but there will be about a 3 in 10 chance of rain for that. So tomorrow is going to look good as well. Um, We'll only get to 56 tomorrow, but between now and then, mostly sunny, 53 today, clear tonight and 33, so uh, no mention of a freeze warning for tonight into tomorrow, but obviously the temperature is going to teeter-totter down in the uh, freezing range. Yesterday gave us an opportunity to hear more of the Monday morning quarterbacking from Election Day. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, whether it's Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, uh, uh, CBS News, et cetera, et cetera, are all spending time trying to figure out what the voters of New Jersey and the voters of Virginia were trying to say. And all I can do is walk away going, a lot of people in Washington, and certainly a lot of people in the national media, are so disconnected from what's happening out in the real world, they don't even know when they're being sent so, like this, what do you make of Youngkin winning the Virginia governor's race? What do you what do you make of it flipping from a Democrat to a Republican? So Joe Biden says, "Well, if we would just pass my agenda, see, that's what people were people were mad at us because we didn't pass our agenda." Then you ask someone from from the conservative side, and they say, 
No, that's the electorate's opportunity to say, you're about to drive us over a cliff with the things you want to do, so let somebody else try it. It's an indication of gasoline that is above $3 a gallon. It's an indication of uh, inflation. It's There are many things going into that. I think what you have to do is you have to use the stock market principle. When things happen... When the the Fed, when the country, when there are major disasters, the stock market usually reacts accordingly. When there's uncertainty, then there's a big sell-off. When there's confidence in the things that they're hearing out of our government, then there's a big buying. And so then you'll see the value go up. And so I think that's a very good litmus test for deciding. But yet again, it's just whatever narrative that you're trying to fit, you're taking the results of yesterday or the election day from Tuesday and trying to twist them into what you want them to say. Close to home, today, if you're a parent who has decided you want to become proactive on getting your child vaccinated, there's an opportunity underway right now for children ages 5 to 11. The Grayson County Health Department announced yesterday that they um, recently approved vaccine has arrived in the county and it is being um, it is being distributed today from, uh, I guess, until 10. So you got it to less than an hour now if you're listening with us live. And then again from 1 to 3. No, it's until 11. So you have a couple of hours this morning. And then you have from 1 to 3 this afternoon at the Grayson County Public Library. So that's 163 Carroll Gibson Boulevard. And then Litchfield Pediatrics is also inoculating uh, children 5 years old and older with the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. A nurse will be available to give the vaccine by appointment or walk-in from 8 until 11, and again from 1 to 4.30. I would imagine we'll continue to hear more messaging and more information to pass along. But if you are a parent who've been just patiently waiting for this opportunity, you've got parents of different degrees of this. you got, again, some say yes immediately, some hmm, maybe soon, and then some that are no, absolutely not. If you've just been waiting for the opportunity, today is your first opportunity. And I, uh, Litchfield Pediatrics is at 901 Wallace Avenue. And again, it says walk in or uh, or appointment. You can call information two five nine five six four one. That's what I was told. Uh, exciting news today: a, a Litchfield McDonald's manager has received the Ray Kroc Award given to top performing managers globally. Michelle uh, Lynch, uh, Ray Michelle Ray Lynch. Uh, anyway, yes, Michelle Lynch was uh, awarded yesterday. Uh, earlier this week, a big check. It's always good when you get a big fat check, right? One of those I've big plastic checks one. with your right. name on it. If you're watching with us, you could see uh, Michelle receiving the check from Tom. I like Tom Burrell. He just signed just Tom. He didn't mm-hmm. have to put anything else on there. But she got a trophy and $2,500. She's one of 390. You say, well, 390 is a lot. Well, 390 is really not that many when you consider all of the McDonald's around the globe of people. So she's in a very... There might be 390 McDonald's in Kentucky. Yeah, she's very in very distinguished uh, company in... She has worked at McDonald's for about six years, and she was presented the local award by uh, several people from within the family there. The independent franchisees and regional management nominate restaurant managers for the Ray Kroc Awards to recognize their hard work, dedication, and commitment to McDonald's and its customers. So, uh, Michelle's going to be here tomorrow. Ooh. She's going to be on the show. Will she bring the check? Tomorrow. I, I don't care if she brings the check, but I hope she brings the answer to the question, what are you going to do with your $2,500? If I were her, I would say buy Christmas presents because mm-hmm. that's the that's the time of year. But I'm excited to hear 
uh, I saw a photo where she was overcome with emotion when they announced, you know, that she that she won. So looking forward to learning more about that tomorrow. And by the way, can I just say, uh, I haven't had a chance to talk with you about it off the air. Did you notice how far that story traveled? At K105.com yesterday. No, I, I... It was it was unbelievable, the reach on that story yesterday. So a lot of people happy for, uh, happy I for her. I hadn't dug deep into that yet. A manufacturer plans to create 170 jobs as part of a $27 million expansion of its Kentucky operations to support future electric vehicle-related businesses. The investment by Neemark USA Incorporated will support building upgrades and new equipment for its operations in Glasgow. Company leaders expect production of new parts to begin early next year with full production slated for the third quarter of 2022. They've been doing business there in Barron County for about, uh, well, since 2012. So nine years, uh, they'll they'll celebrate their 10th anniversary sometime next year. So apparently with a big, uh, big addition in labor force. A former middle school teacher and coach in Lyon County has been sentenced after being arrested in April 2019 for installing a camera in a school bathroom to record young girls. 36-year-old Michael McQuiston of Providence was sentenced to 10 years in prison. He was originally charged with installing an eavesdropping device and tampering with physical evidence. So 10 years is the sentence provided in that case. A central Kentucky elementary school teacher has been arrested on a DUI charge after being found passed out in the school parking lot. Friday afternoon, police in Anderson County responded to the Saffle Street Elementary School where 31-year-old Chris Herod pulled into the school parking lot and struck a sign before parking. When police arrived, they found Herod in the truck and the with the engine running and the, and the suspect apparently unconscious. Officers woke Herod up and immediately detected a strong odor of alcohol. He refused a field sobriety test. He has resigned his teaching position at that school. All right. Yesterday was the first day. Uh, yesterday or day before? Anyway, the filing deadline, the filing window just opened yesterday, for yeah. candidacy for next year's primary, for the 2022 primary. So the eager beavers were out yesterday to get uh, registered. And so uh, we did have a story at K105 News this morning about Harold Miller, former and longtime Litchfield City Council person, has uh, filed to seek the mayor of Litchfield's uh, seat. Um, I think in that story that I heard this morning, it says that current mayor Rick Embry does intend to seek reelection, but has not yet filed. So uh, I think uh, Ken reached out to both of them. Also, I got a little note this morning um, of those being of those filing yesterday. Uh, Jeremy Logston, Charlotte Willis, Jason Woosley, Clayton Miller, and Norman Chaffins, and I'm sure you'll see some others in the next couple of days. Uh, this is the the window is about the same, but the deadline is now different. The legislature changed the deadline for filing uh, a couple of years ago, so that the filing deadline came before the legislative session begins. Because what was happening is the legislature wasn't doing anything in the first week. Because they thought if they did anything controversial, then people had a la- an opportunity to file last minute based upon so- something they saw happen in Frankfurt. So in ways you go, well, I mean, that, that shouldn't – you should do what you feel like you should do in the legislature no matter who's going to file and when. But 
people are people. And so what they did is they just naturally slow walked everything they were going to do in the first week, just waiting for that to pass along. And in a short legislative session, days matter. So why throw away days that, you know, for this? So I think if you're going to run, you should run. You probably shouldn't wait. You probably shouldn't let one decision early in a legislative session decide to push you off the fence one way or another. So I'm okay with the filing deadline on this, but Charles Booker is one of those early eager beavers who was out yesterday to file. It comes as no surprise. Uh, he had, he had uh, declared his intention to unseat Rand Paul back some time ago. You'll remember he didn't just barely didn't have enough closing speed to win the Democratic primary. If it'd probably gone another week. Two he probably would have done it. Yeah, it uh, he he got started a little bit late. Um, uh, he his funding came to him later than it was coming to other candidates, and so had that happened a little bit sooner, he'd had a little more juice, and he might have been the nominee instead of Amy McGrath. With that in mind, I think a lot of Democrats statewide feel like that it's it's his it's his nomination to lose in this cycle but this time facing Rand Paul instead of facing leader McConnell. Uh, I will be interested to see how many other people file in this primary because Charles Booker has been out there early. He's been a state lawmaker. He ran um it was a good resume builder when he ran in the primary before against Amy McGrath. And now I'll be curious to see if anyone is brave enough or wants to step out and say, no, you don't just automatically get to run against Rand Paul. Uh, you're going to have to be tested before you can do it. I, there will be a primary, yes. Somebody. I mean, so, I mean, so, somebody I mean, somewhere. Somebody will. I mean, there'll be somebody, and it might be somebody that nobody's ever heard of, <clears throat> but it'll be somebody. Yeah. Really a tale of two candidacies, too. When you, when you take these two, it, it almost boils down to a – you. A person has to decide what role they think government plays in their lives. Like a Charles Booker is going to bring ideology that says government should play lots of roles in your life on helping build people and provide government programs. And and then Rand Paul is on the other side saying government should do next to nothing. And so you really got counterweights in those two. And will be interesting to hear what message, if those two get to the general election next year, it will be interesting to see what Kentuckians decide they think the role that government plays from an ideological standpoint, especially when Kentucky has not elected a Democrat to the U.S. Senate since Wendell Ford in 1992. So, but eventually it's going to happen. You know, it, it, it can't be like that forever. Winds change, tastes change, uh, electoral bases change, but he certainly has an uphill battle, and he knows that. You know, he's, but I think he's, um, he's wide eyed and knows, you know, what it's going to take going in. Uh, Cougar football tonight. Sam, you're going to take the K105 digital productions team on the road to Rash Stadium. It just, I just want to growl whenever I say Rash Stadium, which is a kind of a nice place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't get to go a couple weeks ago, but, uh, I've been there once prior and it's, it's a nice stadium. It's, it's an old stadium. Yeah. That's the nice part. It's kind of like the Wrigley field of high school football stadium. Yeah. Cause it butts right up next to the high school and the press box is old. It's, it's small yet big, kind of mm-hmm. weird. Cause they have boots set in, but the boots are very, very small. So it's kind of, it's, it, we're like squeezing into it to a booth, but it, it'll be fun. It'll be a tough Tough, tough match, though. 
constructed uh, for, for when humans were a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah and a lot less equipment, too. Mm, yeah, I can see that. When you bring in all, you all need, your cameras. All you needed was a scorebook and, back then. Right, the people yeah. that were there. And a, maybe a microphone. Yeah. Speaking of uphill battles, this is definitely an uphill battle, but uh, the Cougars will... That's will why you roll the ball out there and play. Face as, the foe nonetheless. As Brian Jones has said, is that they need to think, the Cougars need to think of this as you get the chance to play Owensboro. Yeah. Not everybody gets the chance. I mean, yes, they have Division One players, but you get to have the chance to go up against these kids that are going to be playing, you know, at uh, UK potentially. I know that there's yeah. some other D1 offers up and down. Is You get that chance. Take advantage of it and show, hey, I'm something. What does Jay Fallon do with his lineup in this case? Does he play ones oh, and yeah. start ones oh, yeah. and then – It's the playoffs. Uh, yeah. you, don't, you don't do it. Well, but of course, you know, you don't want to run the risk of, you know if – you're, if you're Owensboro, you feel pretty confident because you played this team two weeks ago. So you might have a tendency to say, I'm going to rest my starters and try to avoid injury because they want to make a run deep into the playoffs. So I just didn't know if you thought they would do anything I differently. I can't imagine that Betty does that. Yeah. Uh, now – if the game gets out of hand early, I would 100% imagine that that, that happens. Sure. But I can't imagine a scenario where they, they rest their stars. And the game is 30 minutes earlier than noise. So it's 24 hours and, well, it's really 24 and a half hours earlier than it normally would be. Correct. 6.30 <laughs> is kickoff on K105. So that means our coverage starts at 6 o'clock, which is kind of throwing me off a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's throwing me off a little bit, too. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. And then this morning's like, oh, the game is tonight. Okay, very yeah, good. Yeah, I don't, not, a, not a fan of the Thursday night, uh, especially and when you got to work the next Cougars week. in the classroom segment, we're going to learn how to drive tonight? No, yes. that was last week. That was last week. That was okay. last week that right. we got to learn how to drive. What we, we get to – can I give that all away? I don't know. I, this is your opportunity uh, for the tease. It's one of one of your favorite things. I guess you mentioned this yesterday. Lunch. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're learning how to talk without talking. Oh, I see. Okay. Can I say that? Uh, so it's Does about, that, it's, uh, we can't it, say anymore. Right, we just right, got to leave so, it at right, that. We got to draw, draw conclusions better, from there. I better tune in tonight. Yeah. Learn more right, about talking good. without talking. So six o'clock tonight. Uh, coverage starts the locker room show across all the platforms of K105. Got to get to a break. Be back with more here on In the Note. Today is Candy Day. I'm Candy. Shouldn't have that been a couple days ago? You think, but now it's just to go ahead and get rid of all the candy lying around. We've done pretty well with the Halloween candy, have we not? Well, some have, yeah. I was the royal we. I was giving Mm -hmm. the household credit. Uh, So, what did you say about candy before? Did you say I candy? Who are you talking to? Miss Buckles. Oh, I was going to say. Did you say I something just... a second ago about candy? Well, no. Okay. Did I? You said something just a minute ago, and I wasn't, I was too busy listening to Solomon Burke that I didn't hear exactly what you said. It is Easy Bake Oven Day today. It's uh, it's even been inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame. I mean, it's... It, well, it's, should we be finding out soon who gets this year's nomination or inductees? Yeah. Now that we've... Now that we've we know we've installed the people into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the year, toys are next. The important one, and it is also Use Your Common Sense Day today. I don't think we should set aside one singular day for it. Every day that ends in Y. I do think it really should be more more frequent than once a year. Let's start with once a week. 
and then let's build from there. Let's let's uh, let's start with once a week and then compound it by this time next week, and then we'll be somewhere. So that'll be all right. This uh, here are the this week's by the numbers from the pole vault. Get it? That's a track term. Pole vault. But oh, this okay. is where we keep our poles. Okay. In the vault. Four percent of us eat dinner at around four p.m. each day. Nope. I'm still here at four p.m. each day. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I, not counting like Thanksgiving or like a holiday, I couldn't tell you the last time I ate dinner at 4 o'clock. I agree. Well, yeah, but then so if you eat dinner at 4 o'clock, what do you call the meal you have at 8 o'clock? <laughs> because there's no way you can go Snack. from 4 o'clock until the next day. 72%, I'm sure it can be done. I just choose not to do it. 72% of women say they do most chores around the house. Hmm. What's the worst household chore, Sam? Dishes. Dishes. That's at number. Washing dishes or just, is, you mean the, the washing the of them? The collective just right. dishes or folding laundry. Interesting. I would, that, that's, that's probably what I would say. Do you, don't, you don't mind the washing and the moving to the dryer, but yes. it's the folding Correct. of the laundry? And putting it away. Okay. Two. Miss Buckles, what's the worst household chore? I'm going to go with Sam. Yeah? Dishes? Well, I hate dishes, but my thing is, it's not just my dishes, your dishes. Yeah. Like, we have children. I don't have have a dishwasher either, so it's all by hand. Yeah, so it's So it's kind of like, if I had a dishwasher, I don't think I, I mean, I can do that. That's no big deal at all, just to load them in. and putting away the laundry, I Uh hate that. Putting away the laundry wouldn't be so bad if we had adequate closet space. That's the worst part for me. Mm Is that it's like, I don't know where these clothes are going. I don't know. Just shove them in there. It's just uh, cleaning the bathroom is listed, by the way, according to See, Gallup as the worst. I don't, I mean, I don't mind that one too bad. Yeah, no, it's washing dishes. It's not like mine's that dirty. Number two, doing a laundry at number three, vacuuming or sweeping at number four. I, I don't, don't mind that one. No, I don't mind vacuuming. Uh, there's either. almost something therapeutic about it. Because you, you can know? see yeah, the lines, easy. you yeah. can see your right? progress. Sure. And then I like the little, it just feels like I'm a monster, you know, is inhaling the whole world. Like, Especially if you get a Roomba and then it does it for you. <laughs> That's true, but I don't know if that counts as a chore. I guess the chore is in buying the Roomba. <laughs> It takes takes effort. <laughs> and then washing windows is at number five. All right, so 21% of people say they have never gone camping. We'll define camping. I've been camping. I've been camping. Yeah, I mean. I Meaning I've gotten in a tent, you know, done the whole tent, Red River Gorge, 100%. I've never gone on a camping trip like that. I mean, I, I've probably maybe been at a friend's house and we had a tent and then probably came in in the middle of the night because, like, I don't like it out there. But, and then we've stayed overnight on the boat. But I don't know if that's camping. I've never sat out and said, we're going camping for the weekend at Red River Gorge. So. Well, I camped when I was a kid. I've camped but. many weekends with Hilton, with Conrad Hilton. Can, does that count? No. No? It no. does not. I don't think so. Okay. Forty percent of us have a spare pair of pants in their car. No. Forty <laughs> percent says four in ten have a spare I, pair of pants in their I car. Don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had a spare. I wonder pair what the of demographics pants. are of that forty percent. Moms. 
moms or people as far as my having, age or older. Well, I'm saying moms so having an extra a diaper pair, bag. Maybe, yeah, having an extra pair but, of pants for the kid or something. That's kind of what I'm saying. Maybe. that's. I think that's helping boost the number to four mm-hmm. in ten. But mm-hmm. it's... Considering the thing I brushed up against yesterday that I really didn't want to talk about, about people having accidents, there might be. That's absolutely true. <laughs> She's not wrong. I don't camp with you unless your name is Hilton or Hyatt, and it's just the way that it is. I did go camping with, with J.W. Marriott one time, and I found it to be one of the more fun camping trips I've been on. Have you ever slept in a tent? I don't think so. Ever? I mean, I've been to summer camp. I went, well, you to, need to, I get... went to church camp many summers and slept in dormitories, but that's not outside. Under you the need stars. to get one of the tents from Harry Potter where you walk in and it looks like a regular tent, but there's like a full-on house in there. I'd need, if I were going to have a tent, I'd need to be more like the Bible tents. The Bible tents were like houses. You know, they had multiple rooms. Oh, that's, and they that's were, how the Harry Potter tents are, eight, yeah. Eight-foot eight, eight ceilings, and, you know, you brought all your, you had your bed in there inside your tent. That's the way I want to do it. I want, like, yeah, I, I want those. That's, all right. Um, 6% of adults admit they tell lies every day. And 80% of those people <laughs> are lying. 80% I'm lying. of the rest of the people who <laughs> responded no I'm were lying. lying. Say, 80%, 4% of people tell a lie before they even wake up, probably. 25% of us take our shoes off at work. What's the number? One in four. One in four. 25%. I mean, have I? Yes. Do I consistently? Of course not. Yeah, it just depends. There is somebody the in the building that has apparently taken shoes off in this in here recently. For real, I walked in the other morning and there was a shoe about knocked me down. I'm like, can this shoe go outside? And then to stick a dryer sheet in it, like that's not helping. You need a whole box of dryer sheets. We're, we're not naming any names. No, we're not. But they're not in the not in the room right now. <laughs> do you have shoes on at this very moment, Miss Buckles? I do. Okay, all right, just checking. It it yeah, she does. I, it could have been. It can confirm, it, but I could slip them off really easy. No, it's all right. I was just 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 wondering. And fourteen percent of adults, I'm definitely in the eighty six percentile, eighty uh, six percentage part of this. Fourteen percent of adults have used their hair to floss their teeth. You mean I oh. would have thought that that would have been a daily thing for you? No, I. I uh, believe it or not, I've, Your bangs? Never, I've never flossed. I never let my bangs get. I could have probably done it with my mullet at one point in time, but uh, no, never. I never have. I've still got that picture in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so For, disgusting. Really? I, I just, I'd be curious to know if any would. Who would admit this? For well, one, apparently, is this of the one hundred percent that was? Interviewed? Is this people that have hair long enough to actually do it? Because yeah, I, yeah, that's my thing. I, my I hair has never been long enough it. to. Fourteen percent of adults have used their hair to floss their teeth. So fourteen out of one hundred were willing to admit it. How many Plus, lied that had done how's it? How's their hair so strong? Too, you got to get in there and good, oh. good conditioner, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, there's this week's by the numbers. Strikes me as a little bit odd on disgusting. some of those. And then uh, right right on top of that, it's the weekend funny tweets. Uh, Pascal says, I just heard my neighbor crying, which means, unfortunately, she could probably also hear me singing Monster Mash in different voices. <laughs> you did a Monster Mash. Yeah, yeah. 
walls are sometimes. Remember, if you can hear your neighbors, your neighbors can hear you. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. My balls are very thin next to my neighbors. Nicole Thurman says, I'm hu- me. I'm hungry. My fridge. I have lots of tasty food inside if you want to cook something. Me. No, not like that. Mm-hmm. That's relatable. I'm, I'm not that kind of hungry. I'm not the kind of hungry where I have to put forth effort. I just want to slide my hot pocket out of the microwave <laughs> right onto the plate. One of these days, I'm going to create like a little ramp <laughs> so it just slides right in. Nostradamus says, my wife and I have entered into that part of the relationship where when she says, I need you, it means I either have to move the couch or kill a bug. <laughs> Dan Regan says, my wife can't remember the password she changed yesterday. But she can remember everything I said at 2.54 p.m. April 3rd, 2015. Simon Holland says, be right back. My wife is in the kitchen, and I need to go stand in front of the cabinet she's about to open. There is a ballet to married life. Like, you're in the kitchen, and you both find yourself. Like, you're kind of dancing around. You're trying to stay out of the way, oh, but yeah. also you know where you're going. You, our kitchen, you almost have to call your shot. Okay, yeah, you I'm do. going diagonally from here to there. Okay, well, I'm going perpendicular to this counter. Okay, ready? Pivot. As someone that worked in a, in a restaurant Pivot. kitchen for Pivot. four years, I, I'm, I'm used to the... It's like you're a football player. You're juking left and right. You have to. Running through the piles and uh-huh. breaking tackles. Yep. Yeah. Stiff arm. Doing the Heisman on people. Like, ah, knocking them down. Uh, International Delight has a new Willy Wonka-inspired creamer. That might what, be getting... What is... What makes it... Chocolatey I mean, goodness. Just because it's chocolate flavor? Just chocolatey. Well, I, I guess what they did was... He, you know what makes it great? is they license the name Willy Wonka to put on the outside of the package what that makes you sugar. decide to love it. And so we, you made fun of me last week, Sam, because I got the single packages. It was, By the way, it wasn't the Reese's Minis. It was the individual Reese's oh, Cups. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a little better. So it was the full-size Reese's Cups, but there was one of them rather than two. All right. You have those, but then you want the full one, which is two. And then there was an innovative breakthrough... And there was the king size. Mm-hmm. The king size? Which R- is three, Reese's right? Cup. I'm not so sure it's not four. Mm-hmm. Is it? I think it's know? four. Is it four? four? Goodness gracious. And now. I could be wrong. Just the way God originally intended it. Here comes the Reese's Super King. It's the king of kings. It's the Lord of Lords. It's the six cups to share. In one. It's as long as a ruler, Sam. The Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Do we need to ask Sarah Cook for, uh, I think we need a taste test? I'm going to need a bigger stocking for Christmas is what I'm going to need because I'm not sure that goodness will fit in my stocking, but it is wonderful. So I'll have the Super King, please. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around. You're on In the Know. You know, black sheep got such a bad rap because their wool is harder to dye than that of white sheep. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, every time they tried to paint a dark wall, once it's dark, hard to get back light. It takes a lot more paint. 
So it takes a lot more dye to get the wool to some other color. So black sheep, black sheep, have you any wool? No, sir. No, sir. Three bags full. Well, depending. Yes right. or no. I think you don't have it. I think the no, nursery I don't rhyme have any right now. says Oh, it does yes, say yes, but yes, I don't sir. have yes, any, sir. so I can't say I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand your honesty mm-hmm. and not being misleading that I you have wool we that you actually We by the numbers. i got to make sure that I'm... You'll have to jump over in that other category of being <laughs> a liar every day. Uh, somebody check on Kanye. Am I allowed to still call him Kanye? Isn't it yay? Um, I mean, he's legally, apparently, it's yay or ye, but is it... I mean, and I say ye... Of course, Sam, you and I both having British ancestry, when we say, when we see Y-E, we say, we would say ye, like ye old, you know, ye mm-hmm. old clock shop or ye old English or whatever. So, so, but Kanye shortened to Y-E, but why is it not Y-A-Y? I, why don't you reach out to his people and try and get him on for an interview? Well, I. Since he broke up with KK, then I don't know any of his people anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. That maybe maybe if you text Snoop, maybe Snoop will help you. <laughs> so, uh, he has shaved off his eyebrows, and this headline says the internet has questions. Forget the internet, I have questions. <laughs> um, well, that's why you need to, to get him on. Less than a month after debuting a splotchy half-shave head, The 44-year-old rapper appears to have buzzed off the entirety of his eyebrows. Do you think it started as a Halloween gag where he shaved one off to just look funny for Halloween and then said, well, I'm halfway committed. I'm going to have to even these out to get them back. So, um, yeah, there there he is. Uh, He was spotted out at Nobu Malibu with the same look, and it's raising some eyebrows. (laughs) On why he might do such a thing. I I don't even know. Can what... I just say how weird people look without eyebrows? Right. Is it bad, though, that he almost looks okay? Like, considering, comparing it to other people without eyebrows. The he... goatee is helping him, uh-huh. though. If he didn't uh-huh. have the goatee, if he wasn't rocking the Fu Manchu or the goat, then it would it, it would see. See, goat. if you remove the goatee... Uh-huh. It and would then look he a lot does, if he has no facial hair whatsoever, then it looks much more odd. But I mean, considering Ooh. other people that I've seen without eyebrows, I guess he looks better. Yeah, I use it. better lightly. After finally rejoining Instagram, Jay Z is back, and I don't know if it means anything to you, but the Beyonce Instagram account follows one person. Like how crazy is that? You now I don't think Beyonce is sitting around with her Instagram account being Beyonce. But the Beyonce Instagram account until yesterday didn't didn't follow anyone, meaning you're all here to hear what I have to say. I'm not here to hear anything that you have to say. That's Must the way nice. that worked. Yes. But now that account follows Jay Z. So she follows one person seemingly. I would like to know what Beyonce's burner account is named. You know Beyonce has a burner Instagram account. Right? I would love to know the name. Well, I'm sure the internet will now look and find it. Seems like you can't Listen, hide those. When you float those hints, they'll find out. Those okay. be like if you who was it? Was it Matt Damon? Yeah, Matt Damon that accidentally mentioned it and then he like left enough breadcrumbs that people figured out. Matt Damon's Saved by the Bell takes a swing 
at the rebooted 90s show in a season two trailer. You can find it. It's going to be on Peacock. And um, there they are with the cast. Um, so you got, is that Zeke? No, no it's, um, Slater. Yes. Yes. And Kelly. No, yes. that's not Kelly. Well, Kelly Kapowski. What's the <clears throat> other girl's name? Oh. The, the one girl that was in Showgirls. I can't remember her name. Um, Talking yeah, to a wall. Right somebody now. will happen along, but but Zach's not in there. So what do we make of this? I Sam, don't you don't know Saved by the Bell at I know, all. I know of it. I know it's a thing. Yeah. I know that you have the theme song on your on your stinger, but uh, that's about all I got. Because I remember playing it on the first day of school this year. Uh, in fact, oh, actually, I think nice. it was I think it was uh, one Superintendent Doug Robinson's intro music that I played for. But so here's the thing: I'm too old for Saved by the Bell, I'm and too you're young. too young for Saved by the Bell. So Correct. we can't even connect. Like we I'm can't just even. Right. Yeah, it's you're in the sweet spot on that, I guess. But I, I don't. Mr. Belding, is that a different show? No, Mr. Mr. Belding on Saved by the Bell. I think so. He's the principal. So you have. Kelly Kapowski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have Zach. Mm-hmm. You have oh, Mario. Mario yeah. Lopez. But, Mario Lopez. Yeah, I know but Mario he plays but, but, Slater. Doesn't Slater. He? Yeah. Yes. And then Screech. Oh. And Screech. Uh, Screech. Yeah, Screech. Yes. But Screech is gone, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Screech is gone. Dustin Diamond. Okay. Very good. Uh, in other news, Tom Hanks declined an offer to go to space. He nope. said because it was too expensive. It's an open spot for you. Yeah. But if Tom Hanks doesn't have the money, <laughs> Tom Hanks has the money to go anywhere he wants to go, including space. So does that mean does that mean Tom Hanks is frugal? Maybe. Because in Tom Hanks' money, in Tom Hanks' dollars, it really wasn't that expensive. Or maybe to he go. just really didn't want to go to space and was using that as an excuse. Maybe. But of course Shatner went instead of Tom Hanks. And then did you hear the real delay? The delay on the SpaceX launch this week? Is in true Howard Wallowitz fashion, the bathroom doesn't work. <laughs> really? So they don't have a bathroom option, and they're going to send them up anyway. They won't have a bathroom option. How? What do they do? Well, I think they're going with undergarments, which they refer to as the Shatner method. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it make sense? I'm going to get to a break. <laughs> He'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on the note. to ponder for today. So I was pumping gas yesterday. Had to get gasoline. And I pull up to pump three. Get out. And I realize on pump three, the person before me got $5 worth of gas. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it and I thought, where's that guy going? Pump six? (laughs) I mean... If you stop at pump three, 
Maybe he was filling up his lawnmower. That's what I was going to say. Like maybe the gas tractor is over. Well, maybe maybe wood splitter. Maybe, but five dollars worth of gasoline, that's not even two gallons yeah, right now. So it just strikes me as odd. Maybe he's just trying to get home. I don't know. But he didn't get very much further than the next pump he came to. Maybe he drives a Prius. <laughs> Prius gets gets what fifty miles a gallon sometimes. He he's got one of those. Maybe his. Maybe his electric power ran out, and he just needed a little bit to get him get him that next little burst. He maybe drives he a was, Tesla. Maybe he was burning some brush somewhere. <laughs> be possible. Yeah, well, you just gotta be careful with that. On um, might come up and get you. Oh, I've read this study says four in five parents drive slower when kids are in the car. I hope so. Right. I know it's true for me. Uh, safety is the top priority for fifty eight percent of families when planning a holiday trip. You said four or five? Yeah, four who's, out of five. Who's the one? <laughs> I think those parents are just the ones that probably don't change their behavior no matter what mm-hmm. happens. You know, kids or not, we're doing we're doing the same thing. But yeah, four out of five parents drive slower. Of course, depend that's if your kids are well behaved. If you got bad kids, you probably drive faster. <laughs> can we hurry up and get there so I can get these screaming kids out of my vehicle? On television tonight, ABC has something um that's curious to me. I first looked at it and I thought, who would watch that? And then when I started running through my mind in the catalog, I thought, no, this might be fun. ABC has the Queen family sing-along. No, not Queen Elizabeth. Queen the group. So they're taking all the Queen, you know, they've done the Disney sing-alongs, which we've really enjoyed. But now they're using the Queen catalog. So they're going to sing Crazy Little Thing Called Love and they're going to do Bohemian Rhapsody. And so um, uh, Bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. You've got we Adam will rock you. I mean, you've got so many. That's I mean, right. We could, you got we could sit here so for the rest of the show and name Radio Gaga. Mm-hmm. Adam Lambert, Derek Huff, Alexander Jean, Fall Out Boy, Jimmy Allen, Orianthe, One Republic, and Pentatonics. Oh, I think that it would probably be pretty good. We're getting into that time of year where these little holiday what specials time is that are tonight? creeping. I don't have a time for you, you Sam. Um, <clears throat> but I, I'm, I'm preoccupied. Here, I learned from the ABC announcer. Here, get ready. <clears throat> Check local listings. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be preoccupied tonight anyways. So uh, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific. Hmm. Remember in the old days when we none of us knew and the, didn't have East and West they would run through all the time zones on what time something would come on, like the movie of the week. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was just 7, 6 Central. Yeah. That's because they split it up into East and West. Well, H- HBO invented that. But like I said, the most important thing to watch on TV tonight <laughs> is on YouTube on K- via K105 Digital Productions. <laughs> 630, kickoff. Sam, listen, thanks <laughs> to our gigabit speed internet, you can stream I can it. watch five things at once now. I it's mean, crazy. I got, I've got, I mean, all the televisions so, I can put in together in one room. I got tablet. I've got iPhone. I can so watch them all. You're going to be locked in tonight, time. watching the Cougars. Uh, yeah. And you got to find out Cougar in the classroom. Yeah, especially now that I've been properly teased on what it is. I, that I know we you're might be struggling learning. trying to figure out what it is. On the ID channel, it's the series premiere of called Love, Honor, and Betray. Ooh, ominous. On the ID channel. The ID channel. Hmm. All right. Today's highlight in history. This date in 1979, the Iran 
hostage crisis began. Well, I remember it well. You know, I was just old enough to start understanding current events, but young enough to not really understand how the world worked. And I just remember seeing the images of those hostages being taken. And then the yellow ribbons we all tied around our trees to, you know, that, you know, trying to being ready for the Iranian or the hostages to come home and be freed. But I really left an impression upon me. They were in captivity for 444 days. So imagine being eight years old and then hearing on the news for over a year, you know, these frequent, unfortunately, you know, the situation of the hostages in Haiti, no one wants to cover that and tell us what's happened with them most recently. So, I, I mean, I don't know if they got rescued or what happened to them. But in 1979, you heard every day what was going on with the hostages or what wasn't going on with the hostages. In 1842, Abraham Lincoln married Mary Todd in Springfield, Illinois. Happy anniversary. The Simpsons were at part of the wedding party. Were they? Uh, Homer and Marge. Well, they're in, they, obviously they're in Springfield as well. But they never know which state. In 1862, Richard Gatling received a U.S. patent for his rapid-fire Gatling gun. Ronald Reagan opened his presidential library in Simi Valley, California, this date in 1991. I'm going to get there one day. Birthdays today. Loretta Swit is 84. Hot Lips Houlihan is 84 today. If you've watched MASH, you know Loretta Swit's work. Sam, Sam, Sam. Again, <laughs> before well, my time. Well, I know, but before I my just time. never enjoyed. Yeah, she's never been interested in MASH. <laughs> I still, At all. I, just, I watched MASH all I mean, the time. I can understand why you would like it. Frank Burns eats worms. Former First Lady Laura Bush is 75 today. And then they go down there in Rizzo. He's the he's the leading up the motor pool, and he says, "I need a mode of transportation." He said, "I ain't sure we got any modes left." Kathy Griffin is sixty one today. Daniel's son is sixty. Ralph Macchio is six to the zero today. Hmm. How did that happen? How is it that Ralph Macchio and Jeff Propes, the host of Survivor, are the same age? <laughs> oh, that is kind of weird. is 60 today. He hasn't really aged much either. He's kind of stayed the same. Yeah. He's gotten seemingly a lot more fit. Uh-huh. I can tell that his like he's got really big smile dimples now mm. when you see him on Survivor. Is it fit or Botox? or? I, I don't want to air his business <laughs> out there for... <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is 52 today. All right, all right, all right. I'll right. bet that's what's on his birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And Sean, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Puffy, SC, Sean, Combs. What's his clothing line called? Do we know? I can't remember. Sean John, 52 today. Did I get all of his names in there? I didn't want to leave any out. Eventually, that's what we'll be doing with Kanye. Smile. Is he gonna run for president again? Your no. heart is aching. Smile even though Nat King Cole number one in nineteen fifty four was smile. It's weird to when hear him singing a song that's not a Christmas song. In the sky. Yeah, that's what you kids you all just associate. <laughs> Nat King Cole with Christmas. That's it's Christmas. Uh-huh. By the way, it's Walter Cronkite's birthday too. Oh, Walter Cronkite was born this date in Gotta 1916. Absolutely, I say that's the way it is. And that's where I got a lot of my Iran, uh, my hostages information was from Walter Cronkite. 
Let's go to 1963. The Village Stompers were number one. Washington Square is the name of the song. Is this what it is, the whole song? Do you all I mean, know? I, I've heard worse. Don't hear banjos in too many number one pop hits, because no. this is not the country chart. Let's see. Let's go deeper into the song. Oh, there was a key change in there. That, that made Got it a little much higher better. Pitch. Uh-huh. Some dramatic key change into... Oh, there's a little different rhythm there, too. There's some hot sax back there. Oh. Oh, now you got some brass there. Oh, yeah. I hear a trumpet. I hear a sack butt in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Johnny Nash, I can see clearly now number one in 72. For those of you that don't know, the trombone was originally called the sack butt. So it's much more fun to call it a sack butt than a trombone, at least for me. Daryl Hall and John Oates, number one in 81 with Private Eyes. I'm a little disappointed you passed it up. I can see clearly now. Uh, you've heard it before. Oh. Rob Van Winkle, number one this day, 1990. You mentioned Queen. Are they going to be singing Under Pressure? Under Pressure? Probably. Derek Huff. It's going to be weird without like David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, crazy Britney Spears in 99. Whatever You Like, T.I. in 08. And Rockstar, Post Malone, number one four years ago today. Collaborate and listen, friends. That's all you got to do. It's the key to life. Collaborate and listen. I would like to tell you that's today's Pearl of Wisdom, but it's not. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today, appear as you are, be as you appear. Appear as you are, be as you appear. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.